That's right. Welcome back to another episode of the Other Podcast. As always, I'm Chris Dickens. And I'm Michael Chen. And uh, NFL schedule was released. God, it's so good to have football. Just they're king. Football's just king. It's not that close, though. But it's yeah, a good yeah. it's a good sign, obviously, that it's coming. I mean, September is. But it shows that uh, football's king because yeah. I don't think there's any other sport you're this excited about when a schedule's released. Uh, yeah, there was. It was crazy. I mean, uh, the four letter network ESPN had a whole show dedicated to breaking down everybody's schedule. So yeah, I would have to agree with that. It's a pretty big deal, and. Uh, a lot of money's, you know, a lot of money's flowing through Vegas right now, I'm sure, because everyone's getting a better idea of who's playing where, when. And, uh, it's good to see. Football, you're right. Football's close. It's not that close, but it's getting there. Drafting, like a week and a half. So it's getting close. It, it just shows it's king. I mean, that's it. Think about it, man. They're, they're gonna, we're gonna have OTAs before we know it. Yeah. Draft is what? Two weeks? A week and a half? Yeah. Uh, it, it draft is close. It's, it's right there. Next, next weekend. So yeah, yeah it, it, it's right around. It's right around the corner. Um, I mean, and I, what I want to kind of do, and I hope you're done with this. Is with this one, I, I want to break down the bear schedule week by week. Sure, we can go for it. You know, uh, I, I think that's a uh, that's our, our our main main thing to do right now because the the money line before the season start or before this even was released was. The Bears were what nine and a half, or their over under was nine and a half wins. Yep, yep, nine and a half exactly. And, and see, and seeing the schedule, oh God, I don't know if they can hit that. All right, that ten wins. Let's do it then. Let's take a look. All right. Uh, Start well, off week one, right? As we Obviously. as we knew, yeah, as we knew, there <laughs> yeah. those Bears Packers the were game. opening. Yeah, as we knew, Bears Packers were opening right right week one uh, on Thursday night. In uh, Soldier Field. Yeah, so, national TV as well. It's uh, going to be a big one because yeah. it's a rivalry game. Uh, Green Bay. Bears 100th season, NFL's 100th season, oldest rivalry in the NFL. Uh, yeah. I think this is the rivalry that defines sports. I mean, I is Aaron, pa- Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur going to have the same relationship he had with Mike McCarthy. I mean, there's so many questions that are going into it. It's the first game of the season. Although you can't read a lot into it, though. I mean, it's one game. They play again later on in the season, obviously, and they have to travel to Lambeau. But with that being said, it's not baseball. You know, it's football. Like, one one game could make or break you, so you do kind of have to read somewhat into it. Uh, I think there's some wiggle room. I, I really do. The, you know, I think you, you, you get – you pretty much can mark down six and six and then work from there, I, I believe. Yeah, the, the difference, though, is uh, with this is, I mean, Bears, the Bears questions. Khalil Mack, you're going to have him there for a full camp. Roquan Smith, you're going to have him there for a full camp. Can Mitch take another step? Yeah, it's all about Trubisky, obviously. He's the one that everything hinges on. Uh, I, obviously, there's some people aren't very impressed with him. Uh, I'm still, I think the jury's still out for him. Uh, he's had one good season, and one good season doesn't make a draft pick. It's a good step. I think it's, you know, obviously the freshman to sophomore leap was good. And that's what you wanted to see. You know, everyone's going to hang their hat on. He was a pro bowler, but he was an alternate. 
So I wouldn't necessarily say that he was a Pro Bowler. Declared alternate. It was after Super right. Bowl was right. already right, and, that, set. and all, I think the the meathead fan sees Pro Bowler Mitchell Trubisky and just automatically assumes that he is God's gift to quarterbacks. That's not true. He's still going to earn it. I I think that you know, when you look at it, uh, he threw twelve picks last year. You know that was twentieth in the league, and I think that that's huge in the Nagy offense, the decision making and. Everyone says he made good decisions and did well, but you know, obviously down the stretch they didn't score a lot of points. They didn't score a lot of points in the playoff game against Philadelphia, and you know, I, he still got a lot to prove. He is not a, a oh, no all doubt. pro court. Uh, his his game relied way too much on his legs. Way too much on his legs last season. Yeah, I mean early on, I thought he rushed a little bit less towards the end of the season, but you know, early, definitely early on. I think he used his legs a little bit more, but I think that, it was pretty consistent throughout. I'm not. I, I think it was pretty consistent of him using his legs throughout. Uh, not not to slight anything against his arm and his passing ability. It was great, but at the same time, you can't. That's how your your career gets shortened very quickly is by becoming a scrambling quarterback. Well, here's what happened. So he had a couple games where he had. You know, 20, 30 yards. He had eight against Arizona. Then he had that three, four, yeah, the four game stretch against Tampa Bay, 53, Miami, 47, New England, 81. And then the, then he got uh, hurt. He jets, he had 51, right? He got hurt, right? And then he only had over 25 yards one game after that. I mean, that might be a product of injury as well, but I think that he started to get more comfortable throwing the ball as opposed to wanting to run every time. But after that injury, that's also when right. you saw him. The the points kind of take a dip too. Well, right, and I understand that, but I think that part of it was the league understood what kind of offense they were running as well, and they made an adjustment. It's just like any other sport. Once there's enough tape on you, and they can break it down and figure out what you're doing or where you're going, the league itself will make the adjustment to you, and then you have to readjust to the league. And I think that that's what Trubisky struggled with because it's a new offense. The NFL hadn't seen Trubisky in this kind of offense. And once they were able to actually see it, then they had a better idea of where he was. But uh, I think we are uh, digressing on this Trubisky thing. Uh, let's get back to the schedule. It's first game of the season. It was right, just kind of right. like the, the, right. just talking little, about what We got a little was. crazy there. We got a little crazy uh, there. But uh, what do you think? How does this, how does this one play out? I think the Bears take the win. I think okay. there's too many question marks on the Packers. I think the Bears are more solidified of a team right now, especially with Packers coming in with a new head coach, a lot of new moving parts coming in there. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. Uh, and then, I mean, I think Rodgers is going to come into the season with something to prove because yeah. of that yeah. article that, that was released. Yep. Uh, yeah, with yeah. Tim and Mike McCarthy. I agree with you. That, I, think, I think that that's the right way to go. I think that – They've got a lot in the line. I think both teams got a lot in the line. I think the this one, the Bears played phenomenal at home last year and national TV, Thursday night, season opener. You just can't see them losing like they did last year, can you? Like they blew like, that like one I said, last year. Well, like I said, you have Mac for a full camp. You got you, you got Roquan Smith for a full camp. You're gonna have you know all your parts are gonna be there for the entirety of your camp for the entirety of your off season. They're gonna have more time to gel with each other. 
than they did last season, and I think it's just a, a big plus for the Bears. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, I think they take this one. All right, week two, going to Denver. Right. Mile yeah, high. Bronco, yes. Mile high. The altitude. Set a factor. What do you think? Um, I think that Broncos team is in disarray. All right. So the altitude won't be a factor because they team sucks. It's <laughs> pretty that much team, what you get that, right? That we, team sucks. Yeah. And you, you add Joe Flacco to the mix and Why? you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me that's gonna be a, a better team? I'm pretty sure he still has cement in his shoes even with the high elevation. Yeah, uh, just because he's hired doesn't mean he can fly, exactly. Oh, uh, the, so, I mean, I think it's going to come down to kicking in that game. I really do, because that Broncos defense still is no joke. Yeah, Von Miller's a baller, that's for sure. Uh, he's, he's it's going to come down to who can score, and I think it's going to come down to kicking. And as we know, the Bears already have three kickers on yeah. their roster, and, and who they, knows what's going to happen in the draft. Maybe I bet, they draft. No, I don't think they, Chris, I don't think they draft a kicker. Uh, honestly, with the amount of draft picks that they have this year, they don't have room to draft a kicker. What I do believe will happen is they will go after a undrafted free agent, though. They'll sign somebody. They'll bring a new, you know. A fourth body. kicker. Yeah, they'll, they'll 100%. They will bring somebody in. They won't use a draft pick. Matt, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan Pace is smart enough to understand that the amount of draft picks they have is, you know, it's a small commodity, so they have to be smart with them. They're not going to use it on a kicker. They're just, I just can't, he's smarter than that. At least I hope he's smarter than that, right? Well, we'll also see what later rounds bring. You don't know what, what, what yeah, seventh round the, it's, there's, bring. it's just, you know, there might be two kickers drafted and they might get drafted in the sixth, seventh round. I mean, Cole oh, Tracy what? from LSU is definitely getting drafted, but he's not going to get drafted. Very high. I mean, no, let's be not, let's not. be real here. Who was the who was the one that the the Bucks drafted at in like the first round? Um, the Bucks. Uh, yeah, like the, three years the, ago. Yeah, the Bears had him for a couple of years. The kid no, from they had him for like a couple of games. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, a couple. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that. Obviously, it, it felt like years. It really? felt like years. I understand. It uh, felt uh, like years. I, yeah, his name's eluding me because that's how well he kicked. Uh, yeah. yeah. Santiago, I think, one is like, uh, like that. Uh, I'm gonna look it up here, but uh, anyways, yeah, no, I, uh, but. But you're not gonna. All I'm getting at is you're not gonna see. Oh, uh, Roberto Aguayo. There's. Aguayo. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I think that uh, who knows how the King situation is gonna be. I, honestly, I don't think this one's gonna come down to that. I think the the Bears are gonna be able to score enough points, and I I, I can't see them losing this game either. I think. No, no, I got the Bears winning for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a factor factor in this. Yeah, yeah. I don't think factor enough for that they'll be in jeopardy of of losing this game. I think this so, is. So a, we got the I think this is a ten point win for them at least. We, we got the Bears two and zero through two weeks. Yep, yep, yep. Traveling okay. to the nation nation's capital next, playing the Redskins. I mean, Monday night football, lots of pressure. They're gonna destroy uh, the Redskins. An, an away game. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, it's another uh, another organization that's a little in a little disarray. They don't know who the hell they are. Well, it, it, they, after losing Alex Smith to a Joe Theismann style leg injury, yeah, I I I, I don't I don't think that they you know they have anybody who's their quarterback right now. I'm Do you not, know who their quarterback? I don't sure. know who right now. Uh, I don't know. 
because they I think they went through the three uh yeah, they played uh a former bear in Mark Sanchez, Colt McCoy, and Josh Johnson last year. So again, another impressive set of quarterbacks there behind Alex Smith. No, you have to think that the Redskins are gonna try to draft a quarterback, I think. I think they'll probably look at uh the the kid from Duke Jones. Uh I think that he's probably a viable candidate for where they're picking. They got Case Keenum, that's who they have. Right, 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 right. But they're, they're, I think they're gonna, they'll draft a, a rookie quarterback. I don't think he'll play probably, but they'll definitely draft one because, you know. I don't those, know if they do. We got those. Case Keenum, McCoy, and then we'll see what. <sighs> Case, what is Case, what has Case Keenum really shown you? Really? <sighs> he's a, he's a great system he's quarterback. Done, yeah, yeah he's done exactly what Mitch Trubisky's done. He's had one good season. Right. Um, Everyone yeah, thought, you know, in Minnesota, he had that really good year and then went off to, you know, Denver was bad. Now he's in Washington, just, just as bad. It's, uh, you know, you can't write a book by one year. This is pretty much what I'm getting at. No, but. for sure. But I, I just early, early looking, that's, uh, we got the Bears. Yeah. Three. I'd say W. Uh, Minnesota taking them on at home. Uh, not a night game. 3.30. National, um, national, uh, national CBS. Just CBS. Minnesota is a, just such an anomaly. I don't know what to make of this team because just two years ago, like, their defense the, was phenomenal. Uh, defense phenomenal. Offense still looking great. Stefan uh-huh. Diggs looks like, it looks like a number one wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Adam Thalen looks like a, a number one wide receiver. Hey, he's still at number one. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they, they look like a, a team that was on the path for greatness, and then last year happens. Well, right. I mean, they still, you know, the Case Keenum thing, which is what we were just talking about, and then, you know, Bridgewater getting hurt before that. Uh, you know, I think they gave too much money to Kirk Cousins, uh, and he's, you like that? He's a yeah. No, I do not like that. He's a scared. He's a scared quarterback, and you can't play quarterback scared. It's the most important position in all the sports. And when you play scared back there, and it is not pretty. And what he's doing is, I don't think was very good last year. I mean, yeah, he threw for a lot of yards, but that's modern NFL. If you're not throwing for what, like four thousand yards or so, you're just kind of an average quarterback, anyways. So no, I, I, I agree he's with just, you. He's just not very good. And, you know, they they have good wide receivers, but the Bears have a very, very good secondary, you know. So yeah. I, I think I, that kind of negates everything there. I, I agree with you on that. For me, Cousins is a quarterback that I think plays better when he's trailing. Okay. Do, do, yeah, but, like, yeah, because they, they've got they, he's he's so you're saying he's a gunslinger. That's pretty much what you're getting. At. It, 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 kind of a gun, kind of a gunslinger, kind of like a likes the pressure of like. That, why that why would you want to play like that? It just makes no okay, sense. Right? Like, ah, I well, need to start losing to play. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That like, do, can you see? Can you agree with that though? Kind of, where he's like, oh, the, yeah. when, we've seen him play better when his team is trailing and he feels like he needs to put them on their shoulder rather than come out and get a comfortable lead. I just feel like he's like, oh, well, now we're down. Now, now, guys, look what I have to do. Now right. I have to do everything, guys. You like that? You like that? Yeah. Uh, I, 
I'm just not a big fan. I, I don't. I'm think not a big fan either. Good. I just. I think he's cocky. I think he's better. He thinks he's better than he actually is. And There's that's a lot, yeah. getting that with playing from behind. He plays from behind so he could throw the team on his shoulder and then throw it in people's faces. All right, let us to that win. Right. Like, do you want to know what? How about you come out to a lead and coast them to a win rather than, you know, have have a flair for the goddamn dramatics? Right. No, I, I agree with that. I think that uh, he's, he's just uh, a, a very guy that you can that you, that's easy to dislike is pretty much what I'm getting at. It, I just I don't want to talk about him so anymore. So let's move on. Is that a W for you? Is that a W for you? Oh God, that one I'm going to be up in the air about. But yeah, for right now I'll pencil in a W. Yeah, I've got a W as well. I'm looking four and zero, which is a little weird. All right. So going into the week before the bye, Oakland coming in here. London. No. Oh, that's it's right. That is right. That's that game. All right. So, so and that's a late, the, and that's yeah. later in the day in London because right. it's supposed to be a noon start time here. The noon start time here. Right. 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 I think I think Fox and and uh, the NFL realized that they can't start games at 8 a.m. here anymore. Yeah, that was dumb. Very dumb. Uh, made no sense because fantasy lineups and you know people waking and, up and drunk. I'm, Getting up at 7 a.m. to go watch a goddamn no, football. I'm, as right, much as exactly. I football. I'm not getting up at 7 to watch a football right, game. Right, right, right. So you pretty much you're waking up in the afternoon like, oh, this happened, you know. So I agree with you. Um, and that I, one is going to be the interesting game for me. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's a revenge game of sorts for both teams. Yeah, for that, and I mean, we'll see what Oakland. Does now, I mean, it, it, with with all of the pieces they've added and and what they're going to do at quarterback because that's still up in air. Uh, well, yeah, they've they've got uh, you know what they have three first round draft picks, right? Three first round draft picks, right? Uh, you got, I mean, you got you, you don't know what 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 they're going to do at quarterback. Everyone's saying that they're going to draft a quarterback. So, well, I, I think that if Gruden drafts quarterback. He's still right. Derek Carr is their quarterback. I think you still have to roll with Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, you have to let a quarterback learn the system, but you know, you just—I I just don't see him just plugging and playing. A, what quarterback do you think can plug and play where where they'll pick? I mean, what are they at? Two or three, right? Uh, well, right. I mean, it, Dwayne Haskins is there because it looks like the Cardinals are drafting Kyler Murray. So that's right. not a guarantee, though. Well, Haskins should be there because everything that I well, keep I'm seeing saying, is Murray's that Haskins is, Haskins is dropping. One. I think Murray's going one. I think that Cliff Kingsbury has this gigantic boner for him, for Kyler Murray, and he's going to pick him. So okay, I, think well, that's, I think that's happening, 100%. Yeah, I think the travel for the Bears is going to be a tough one um, because I think Oakland has a bunch of games in London, don't they? Uh, they've, I don't know, I don't know exactly their schedule. Uh, let's take a look here. Um, I don't know what a bunch of means. <laughs> I can't see them having more than one though, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, they're not going to make them travel more than once out there in a season. Yeah, it looks like they only have, that's, yeah, the game against the Bears is the only one. 
that. But they're also a team that's used to traveling out there. Let's be well, honest. With that yeah, they do, and they do have a, a definitely a further flight being on the West Coast. So yes, but they but are. To, like I said, they go out there. They, yeah, but my my guess is is that see out there like all the time. Right. Yes, because Oakland sucks, and they want to send them to hell. Um, but. <laughs> Oh, I, my guess is that when they fly to Indy, they don't come home. They practice somewhere. The NFL puts them up somewhere, or they go right right out to London from Indy and stay there for two weeks, pretty much. Yeah. So, but they this is going to be a tough one for travel on both teams. Don't know how, how exactly this is going to affect the Bears. Is also before the buy, so you don't know if they let some players rest as well. I can't see that. I can't see them doing that. If they have an opportunity, so like the way that we're looking at it right now is they're four and zero going into this game. That's you, right. Do you really think that now's the time to rest when you have an opportunity to go five and zero and put like a nice death grip on the division, like going into your bye week, get get healthy in your bye week. That's why you play everybody. If they're healthy, you play them. I think I don't think that there's a question as to whether you rest players or not in that situation. It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. I mean, if a guy's questionable, all right, so like say Eddie Jackson has a nagging ankle injury that's been bothering him since week three, okay? Yes, hypothetically in that situation, maybe you leave him in Chicago and you you put him on the inactive list for a game, and so he gets the two weeks of rest, but... That's like only if he really, really needs it. I think that Matt Nagy will want to play for, and Ryan Pace will probably want to play for that five and zero start to the season. So they have it's five and zero is a great start. There's some breathing room there. You could lose a couple of games that you're not supposed to win, or you're, you know, and potentially not be hurt by that. So I th- I can't see them resting guys. I just don't think that that's a viable option. All right, so then they got the bye, then they come off the bye, go back home. All right, so they're five and zero, is what you're saying, right? You've got them at five and zero. Put them at five and zero, fine. Okay, all right. I've got them at five and zero too. I've done this before, and somehow I get winning seasons for the Bears, Chris. And I'm going to tell you, they trick well, me. Every, they trick me every year. Okay, what I'm getting at is they trick me every year. We every we have year. this wrong. They're going to lose. Oh, hundred percent. They'll games, probably. But... They'll in reality, I bet they go three and two. The first and, well, my my I I I'm very coin flippish on that Vikings game. That's the one that I, that that sticks out to me. I, and the Packers, so the Vikings and the Packers games are the ones that I'm like, yeah. I don't know. One win doesn't stop Aaron Rodgers from owning the Bears, you know. No. So Just... they come back home week six. They got the Saints. When was the last time the Saints were in? Chicago. I cannot remember. Was it 2006? It's been a long time. Was it an NFC Championship game? In do you think Drew Brees is going to be able to move around enough in the pocket to avoid the tandem of Leonard Floyd and Cleo Mack? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, changed. look, that <laughs> offense is that offense is just crazy good, but a good defense shuts them down. But their defense isn't bad either, though. No, That's I agree with that. Team. I think their defense is pretty good. I think their defense. Uh, and, is... and that was a that was a team that was one missed penalty away from going to the Super Bowl. Right. Yes. Hundred percent. They they could have been in the Super Bowl 
and I think that would have been a better matchup, of course, but referees um, blew, the referees clearly blew that call. I got this one as an L. Yep, I'm taking an L as well. Well, I'm not taking an L. The Bears are. Haha, <laughs> suck for the Bears. I got this one as an L. I, I, think, I think that offense is just going to, coming off a bye, you know, this offense is just going to come in and just, I think they're going to be a little bit off, and this, this, they're just going to take them. Yeah, I think they're going to have a rough week as well. Uh, it's going to be unfortunate because it's going to be a home game, but the Saints are tough, man. Saints are, they are tough. Um, All right, week eight. I like the Rams. Week seven. Week seven. Well, oh yeah, week eight. Game, game, game seven, seven, week eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the, the Chargers in Chicago. Oh man, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, I mean, we saw what the Chargers did at the end of the season, and how everything looked super dysfunctional with Todd Gurley. But I think they. Team- I think they get it fixed though in the off season. They're too talented not to. I think. And the Chargers team is super talented. Yeah, I just can't see them being dysfunctional again. I think they iron everything out in the off in this off season. Philip Rivers, just, is, Philip Rivers is one of those ageless wonders like Drew Brees that just. That's the X factor right there. Is if Philip Rivers has another season, like he did, it can can pull out another magical season out of his ass. I think he can. I think he's can. I think he's shown it over the course of his career. This guy's the first ballot hall of famer. Hey, you know, he added he added another kid to his family. So yeah, I know he's he, got like eight million of them. Um, yeah, I, I, like he's right, yeah. I mean, I think he's a he's a first ballot hall of famer. You know, with what he's done. I mean, yeah, he. Can't win a Super Bowl the same way. Right. That's that's his, that's the only knock on him though. That really is though. I mean, look at his career. His He's had a very bright that. But like, if you look at his career, it's very very impressive. And yeah. I, I think that you know he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame, but I think he's gonna go in the Hall of Fame without a ring. Uh, I do, however, think that he's gonna get a W against the Bears in this one, though. I uh, see that's a W for the Bears. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not seeing that I one. That, uh, I don't think they take back-to-back home hills. I think, I think it happens. I don't. I think it happens. But week ten. I think it happens. Revenge. Week nine. Oh. Week nine. Revenge. Week, oh, revenge. Yes. Philadelphia. It is revenge. Week it, nine, we, come out we and travel, travel to Philly. I think so. I think Matt Nagy's pissed. Do you and think Jordan Howard? Uh, that's why. Work? See, that's why. That's why I think they lose the game against LA. They are looking ahead to the game against Philly. They want to beat them so bad, so bad. They've they've probably had this one circled this, since ten minutes after they lost. This one for me. Is another coin flipper. But the way we saw the Bears play through the first, what are we, week 10, right? Week 9? Uh, 9, yes. Game 8. Nine. Through the first 9 weeks of the season last year, they were, they were so dominant. And yeah, I feel they like were. It's going to be close to that again. And the injuries definitely helped them out. So what you have them at what? Five and two. Five and two right now. You got it uh, at six and one. Six and one. Yeah. I, I think this one's an L for the Bears. I think this one's an L as well. Uh, like you said, it's a coin flip. 
it's a coin flip for me, and usually what wins out on coin flips is home field advantage. Uh, I think Jordan Howard is the X factor here. I I don't even think that that's the case, really. Uh, I think that the Bears defense will be geared up to stop him, and I think they will. Uh, I think that that I ends up that he runs for a stupid amount of yardage. And I think every Bear fan will march to Twitter. I would love to see that because I would love to see the about how they traded this would, guy away and just go ran for fucking 165 yards on us and three touchdowns, and you traded this guy away. Fire Ryan Pace, fire Matt Nagy. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I have yeah. them, at this point, I would have them at six and two. And, uh, yeah. Nope. Not and, me. And, and, uh. Well, you got, you'll be you'll be what five and five, three? Five and three. I think five and three is viable. I just can't see them. I'm I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I might be getting a little crazy with the three game losing streak, but I'm just saying that's why I think Jordan Howard. I think it's a revenge game for him. I think it's Jordan Howard revenge game for him because of the way his trade was handled. The fact that he was like, I knew it was coming. The whole world knew it was coming, and the Bears all but said. They were going to trade him. They pretty much put a sign out on their front door, being like, "Please, somebody take this." Like, well, it's, it's I mean, at least they were to the fucking curb, slap free on it, and hope somebody comes gets it, so you don't have to pay your garbage man to come pick it up. At least they were honest about it. At least they didn't try to play coy with them. You know, I mean, that you have to give it to them a little bit of credit. That's and, fine. I'm just saying that doesn't mean that doesn't that didn't piss him off. No, I agree with you. I think that. It probably could have been handled better, but you know, a for effort. I'm just saying, love to see it. Have him have a monster game and take bear. Have bear fans take to Twitter. All right, so you got six and two. I got five and three. Right? Yeah. Done. Week ten, game nine against the piss poor the piss poor lions yeah let's not even really break that down because yeah that's an easy one that's an easy one all right back to cali oh no rams rams back to cali for the rams jared goff todd Gurley. oh man that's a that's a national tv nbc sunday night i think that's a w for the bears do you I do. Um, uh, I, I think this one. I, I think they know how to shut that offense down, and they proved it last year. And I think yeah. their defense is the type of defense that can travels tr- travels. It can shut like down. It, it can shut down their type of offense because what it, it's eighty five percent of their plays are run out of three wide receiver sets. Yeah, the Bears are <laughs> very good secondary, very solid. And, uh, good secondary, good. Good front box. I, I think it's. You said front I, I, box. Yes, I said front box. <laughs> good, good, good box for you know their front four and their and their linebackers. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> it's still funny I, though. Yeah, yes, I know. Uh, so <laughs> I, think, I think that's I think that's a statement game for the Bears. Just as it was last year. Last yeah. year this was a statement game for him, and I think this is another statement game for him, and I think they pull out a W. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, this one's going to be a tough one on them. Uh, going out to L.A. with the time change uh, after being at home against Detroit. I think this is their tough stretch. I think that this one's not going to go their way again. Um, I'm looking at 5-4. and four. I just don't think that 
what am I at? Seven and two? Yeah. I just don't, I just don't think that, uh, I just don't, I just, I just don't, you know, I, I don't like seeing teams when they travel, you know, Midwest, Eastern teams, when they travel across the country and play in California, it just, it just doesn't work out very well for them sometimes. And I think this is one of those times. I just can't see the Bears winning. Five and four. Alright, well I got a W for him. I think statement game and I think they step up to the challenge. Okay. Alright. Alright. Uh, this one's, uh, I think an easy win. Week 12. Host, that lab on host, that last year too. We'll hosting see. Hosting the Giants. No, I think they learn. Uh, dude, all you have to do is stop Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, no more Adele Beckham. Pencil he, and a W. And then pencil and a W because Eli, it's bad. Eli, Eli Manning, Eli Manning's another year older. And he's not getting well, better. He's not getting better. He's getting worse. I mean, yeah, there, there's no way they're winning this one. So, uh, so six and four. What do you got? Seven and two, right? Seven and two. So that puts them at eight and two. Eight and two now. Whew, man. Nine yes. and two against the Lions then. Nine and two against the Lions. Yeah, I got, I got a W there too. So I'm seven and four and you're nine and two. Whew, man. You'd think I was a Bears fan, even though I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Uh, Cowboys at home Sunday uh, night. I think they win this one. I think right. this is this That's is right. the this is the big game they win. I think for me. Uh, I think they. This they, one's an L for me. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a Thursday night. It's national TV. I think they bring it this one. You know. This one's an L for me. Really? Interesting. I think that Cowboys offense is going to be another year better now that they, uh, who did they get last year? Well, they get a full week's rest in this one. Amari Cooper. Now that they have Amari Cooper, I'm just, I'm just saying, now that they have Amari Cooper in there, uh, that's going to gel, this, this Cowboys team is going to gel a little bit more this year. And I think, I think that's a, just a, a tough punch for the Bears. Defense to slow down between Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and then Dak Prescott with his legs. I think that's a tougher one for them to stop. Yeah. You know, they do play, also they play the Thursday prior, so they also have a week to prepare. And it's a coming back, so there you so go. So it's not, yeah, so it's not like it's a huge advantage for either team coming off of a short week because both of them play back-to-back Thursday games. So I just think that this one, they, for some reason, I just think that they, they, they win this one. I, I think they somehow stop Elliott and make Dak into a runner. And I think that he doesn't have enough moxie as a quarterback to get it done. I don't, I'm not very high on Dak Prescott. I mean, so I he, three and then yeah. you've got, uh, seven, seven four, five. seven and five. Seven and five. I'm nine and three. Yeah. Seven, seven and five. five. Yep. Yeah. Green Bay in Lambo. What do you got? Taking an L here, and I I'm think that I think I think, I think yeah I think he gets his revenge after the week one loss. I think that that's I, what it is. And I think the Packers are battling the Bears for first place in the division for this one as well. I think so too. I think at this point in time, you're looking at the fact that they're good. Whoa, that was uh, Alexa. 
she thought I was talking to her. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the luster has worn off for the Bears. Thanks, Alexa. I'm not sure either, you crazy ass. Uh, I think that at this point in time, Aaron Rodgers has clicked with Matt Lefevre, and I think that they'll be better than they were week one. I think that week one they still have issues running the offense a, and doing everything. I think they're going to be mid-season form, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that's, that's, exact, that's, that's what I'm saying. They're catching yeah. up week one at the perfect time because I don't think they'll be full-blown with the new offense. No, I, th- I but, think the Packers go on a big run mid-season. I yeah. think that, that it continues here in, in Lambeau against the Bears, and I think the Bears take another L. So, I mean, uh, that's what, 9-6 and six for me? Yeah. Oh, no. What do I got? Wait, where are we at? Uh, you'd be nine and five. Five. Yeah, and I'm seven and six, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chiefs at home. No, I'm seven and seven. Yeah. I'm seven and seven. <clears throat> I'm 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 nine and five. Chiefs at home. Um, Chiefs at home. Oh man, I just don't see how they stop Patrick Mahomes. I just don't. I don't see how anybody stops Patrick Mahomes. I think that Patrick Mahomes is a football god, like everyone would lead to believe Mitchell Trubisky to be in Chicago. I think that he's the one. He's the next guy. Uh, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid quarterback, right? I'm sorry, not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson just signed his contract, highest paid. Quarterback in the league right now. Whenever, what, in three years, I believe, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be Mahomes. He's going to be just swimming in it, Scrooge McDuck style. Didn't he just sign an extension? I don't think so. Who? Mahomes. No, that was, uh, did he? I don't know. Yes, he signed an extension in the offseason. Did he? Yeah. Am I crazy? I don't remember that. Well, anyways, he's not the highest, he's not the highest, he's not the highest paid quarterback in the league because that was set by Russell Wilson yesterday. Yeah. Um, um, you're looking at the, if Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in the league, you're looking at the guy who's chasing him. That, that, that's what that is. You're looking at the guy who's chasing him, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He hasn't been signed to an extension. A reportedly, uh, two hundred million dollar deal when he is eligible, which would make him number one, but not yet. Stop making shit up. <laughs> but but anyways, yes. Tell me what I read. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Those are just rumors. Anyway, so yes, he will be. He will be. The highest paid quarterback. Uh, I take that as an L for them, though. That's, that's a big old fat L for the Bears. Yeah, I've got them uh, taking an L for this one as well and uh, putting them at 7 and 8 going into the final week of the regular season. I going, have them at 9 and 6. Going to Minnesota. What do you think happened? Vikings. The final week. Uh, what do I think that happened here? I think the Bear morale is down because I have them losing three in a row, and 
that's a tough one for them. Losing three in a row and then coming into Minnesota, which it's not an easy place to play. Uh, I think Minnesota is probably, I want to say, seven and, and eight right now. I'm not even going to conjecture what their record is going to be because I haven't looked at their schedule at all. I'm putting a hypothetical situation out there, okay? So, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Vikings, I, I think, are are fighting for a play a wild card spot. We'll put it at that. I think, uh, they yeah. I think the, Bears, the Bears will lose this game. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think that uh, going into it, they're 7-8. and eight. I think that this is a 500 season for them. I think they end up winning this one, making it 8-8, eight and eight, and missing the playoffs. Uh, just... I think I just can't see them doing it again. Uh, I think that it's really well, under it's magical season for them. Yeah, I think so. Everything they just stuck up on the league. Go, like a lot of in the NFL, you see a lot of teams going from worst to first and then having a really crappy next year. I mean, look what happened with Jacksonville two years ago. They were what? They were twelve and four, right? Yeah. And then have- they were terrible last year. I mean, it happens. It's the NFL. It's so unpredictable. I have them losing their final four games a season because I have them taking the L against the Vikings here because I think the Vikings are going to be fighting for a wild card spot too. Right. Um, and that'll put the Bears at what nine and seven for me. Yeah, eight and eight, man. Eight and eight. I, I, I think I think they'll be in the hunt for a wild card. I think they'll be in the hunt for a wild card this year, but they're definitely not winning the division again. Nope. I'm taking them at eight and eight. I think that's uh. That's very viable. Their over under is nine and a half, and after seeing the schedule, I had I have to take the under. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the under. I've been saying the under for since the line came out. I I hate you to gotta, I hate to be a non-believer. Uh, I'm obvious. I'm impartial because I'm not a Bears fan. Uh, I you know, I see it and I call it like how I see it, and I just I'm not. Like overtly sold still on Trubisky. You gotta sell me on the guy. Sell me on him. I'm yeah, not sold. I have, I got them at nine and seven. Um, I'm not sold on him as well. Uh, that I'm not sold on this offense really as as a whole yet. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if Allen Robinson is a solid number one receiver. Right. I, 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 I who, who, the running back situation is a huge question mark because Tariq Cohen can't be your number one. And I know oh. the type of, I know the type of. Uh, run game Matt Nagy has, but you you still need a guy who can pound the rock, and you don't have a guy who can pound the rock. No, you definitely don't. And, uh, Mike Davis is not the answer either. I think Mike Davis is signed as a third running back. He's so, a yeah, agreed. And I think that is really really scary for me as well when you look at that running back depth chart because Tariq Cohen's cannot run inside the tackles. No, they're gonna they're gonna be. They're they're going to be drafted. They have probably. to, and they have to. They they're probably going to have to draft one early. For one back. Their number one priority is drafting a running back. They're going to have to draft one early, and there's a couple names out there that I like. Uh, have you looked at any of that at all? I have not looked at that yet. My draft prep starts next week, Mike Trent. Okay. Gotcha. I, well, I I wasn't sure, but uh, you know I've been taking a, a few looks and ganders at some things, and I, there's a couple players that I like. Uh, I'll tell you their names right now. I like that are going to be 
draftable in the area where the where the bull uh, the bulls <laughs> the uh the bears pick in the third round when they have that first pick uh, uh, Bryce Love uh, out of Stanford he finished in the top 3 in the Heisman voting 2 years ago uh last year he had a down season and they got hurt uh, I believe he tore his ACL so obviously there's a little bit of injury risk with him but as a sophomore at Stanford, he averaged like nine yards a carry. Uh, obviously, like I said, he had a bad season last year uh, and didn't do as well. But yeah, I think that uh, he, he'll be able to come back. I think he's talented enough to come back and do it. And then uh, Mike Weber, the Ohio State running back, uh, he's had a couple thousand yard seasons for the Buckeyes. He's an inside guy. He's a guy that'll bang it up. And I think he would be a good compliment to Cohen. He's very capable of catching the ball in the backfield. Both of them are. And that's why, uh, out of the the running backs that I've seen, because I've looked at multiple uh, mock drafts, just to kind of get an idea of the type of player that's going to be available. uh, I, I, I like Miles Sanders out of Penn State as well. A lot of people have been talking about him. uh, But unfortunately, I don't think Sanders will last that long. I think Sanders gets picked up you know, late first, uh, like mid to second at the latest, I believe he is going to go. Uh, he is not Saquon Barkley because he's a Penn State guy as well. He's not Saquon Barkley, but I think he's a very capable NFL back as well. But there's going to be some talented guys there at that position available for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. I think that they'll probably, you know, obviously talk to each other because it seems like that's the kind of relationship that they have. So, you know, we'll uh, see as to who they end up saying about with. Ryan Pace is he, his ability to view talent and, and acquire and, talent in later and, rounds. Yes, 100%. You and I have talked about that before. We are 100% in agreement with that statement because it's he's shown it. It's year in and it's, year this out. Is, it, like, this is kind of the perfect draft for Ryan it's, Pace. It's his money shot. It's his money shot. Because he sucks in the first round. Let's just be honest. He sucks in the first round. Hey, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. He doesn't suck. He's made some mistakes, obviously. Roquan's looking good, and the jury's still out on Trubisky. Leonard Floyd turned the corner last year, signed him to a little extension as well to keep him for another year. Let's be honest. It, and, it, I mean, pretty much you traded a first-round pick for Kalumak. So, yeah, I think he's done okay. All right. I think he's done okay. You, you know, it. you're going to miss on picks. It sucks to miss him in the first round, obviously, because you want to hit. You need to hit on those guys because those are your guys. Those are the guys you have conviction on. But when he goes and, you know, there's play, you're, you're drafting for needs later in the later rounds, as as opposed to just top overall talent in the first or second round, it's that's Ryan Pace time. That's money time for him, hundred percent. All right, I agree with you on that. Let's talk two seconds about baseball real quick. All right, we'll get some baseball. In. Let's just go. real quick. How about we do it? Uh, how about we take a little break? Five minutes of baseball talk. Sound good? All right. All right. We'll be right back after this. Alright, welcome back to the Editor's Podcast uh, with that guy over there, and he is... Uh, Chris Bubble Bath Dickens. 
Double daff. And uh, I'm Michael Chen. And we're going to real quickly go over what's going on in the Chicago baseball scene. So uh, after a rough start, we'll start in the north side. After a rough start, the Cubs are kind of turning it around. Uh, they're one game back of 500, uh, not sitting all that great in the central, uh, however, but uh, things are starting to turn around. The pitching has been very, very impressive recently, and that's what's really carried them, which I mean, wasn't well, early in the season. The offense was really doing it, and now it's the pitching. Let's be honest, it's easy to turn things around against the Marlins. I, hey, but you still have to go, well, you, it, I, I agree with you, Chris, 100%. It, the Miami Marlins are one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. And like not, the not just in the time. National League, in all of baseball. But you still have to go out there and win those games, man. That's you still have to go out there and win the game. You have to go do that. And at the same time, it's a confidence booster, though. Exactly. A, what they a, needed. Sweeping a series, that's a confidence booster. You come back and... Who do the Cubs got next? Uh, who do they play tomorrow? They got the Diamondbacks. So you come back and you got the Diamondbacks. Yeah, and Arizona's uh, they're they're 500 team as well, and they're not very good. And I think they could beat up on them. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's on Friday. So they come back Friday. You get a day off. Yeah. You, you'll be at home. You got the Diamondbacks. Uh, it's you know it's gonna be warming up here in Chicago, so you have a little bit nicer weather. None of this like, hey, guess what? It's 30 degrees and snowing, and two days later it's 70. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. you're warming up. You got another team that's kind of struggling. Um, you're but, but, but. yeah. The the one issue that uh, I'm having here is with who's on the mound, and that's the one guy that hasn't pitched well really yet recently. Uh, everybody else in the rotation has had a couple solid starts. I mean, you know, you've got two in a row by Quintana. You've got uh, you know. A one, the, obviously Darvish. going to Miami. Darvish pitched great, and then today he's, Cole Hamels. He even pitched great. Look, he even look, pitched great his last outing too. Darvish pitched great his last outing too. It right. wasn't terrible. Right. I mean, Darvish's start is if that's what you're going to get out of Darvish for the rest of the season, I'll take that all, all day long. It, as long know, as everybody else is pitching. Right. Right. As long as the bullpen's doing what they're doing. I mean, the, right now, what, the, over the last eight games, I believe, they're, they're giving, they have an ERA of one. So early on, the bullpen sucked. I mean, they were terrible. They, you know, you're, you're looking, there were so many calls. Oh, oh, we need to go out and we need to sign, uh, uh, Craig Kimbrell. We need to do it. Uh, oh, oh, we, we, uh, we have to do it. No, you don't have to do it. You don't have to go out there and go make a change right there. Because that's just overreacting to such a small sample size. You're starting to get a large enough sample size where you can say, all right, we know what the bullpen is. We know what they can do. Yeah, I think that Theo and Jed put a little bit of added pressure on them early in the season when they said that, you know, October, October starts in March. October starts in April. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, you can't say that. Let them go out there and have fun and go play some ball. And I think, well, they finally you, started to do it. They're, they're starting to have fun. Are you trying to plug MLB commercial in here right now? Let the kids play? Right. No, I, I maybe. Potentially. <laughs> I did, I did uh, not yeah, realize so, what I was doing, but yes, potentially. So, and the so, game they lost against the Angels, man, they could have won that game. And, you know, you like to see, you know, although Kyle Schorber argued for something stupid and he looked like an absolute moron doing it, 
I like that fire. I like that intensity. I like what that he's fighting for the team and trying to get a win. I like that. So, yeah, it was stupid and moronic and idiotic and all those adjectives. But I liked I liked the general idea of it. How he did it was dumb. I liked the idea of it. Let's get into pitching matchup then. The one you said you're worried about. Yeah. The Kyle Hendricks, man. All he does is get rocked in the first inning over and over and over again. I feel like he doesn't, well, I don't, I feel like he doesn't have enough movement on his curve anymore. Uh, it's not his curveball. I think that really, and his, and I, I, yeah, I mean. has not looked great either. Alright, so like, look at what he's doing this year in the first go around. He's allowing a 480 average with a 500 on base and a 760 slugging, an OPS of 1.260. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know what he's doing wrong, Chris? What? He's, no, he's leaving too many pitches over the plate and he's allowing early contact. Cause if you look at it a little deeper, by count, there have been a lot of guys picking on him early. All right, on counts zero zero and o one, guys are hitting five seventy one and five hundred. They're not walking obviously because you can't walk on those counts. With an OPS of an OO count of one point five seven one and an O one count, uh, the O one count is one point seven five O. Those are ridiculous numbers. That's where they're getting them early in the count. He's trying to get too many. Get me over pitches early on in the count. He has to be less predictable. That is his issue. Yeah, he's not working the plate. No, he's just trying to get that first strike over, and they're jumping all over it. He needs to throw more pitches out of the zone and get them to chase. He hasn't adjusted to them adjusting to him. That's it. That's it. All right, well... They're bouncing, they've been bouncing back. We'll see if Kyle can adjust against a subpar Diamondbacks team. That's it. Now, let's go to the south side where there has been so oh, much excitement. There's been so much excitement over the like for, for a 7 and 10 team. I know. It's great. <laughs> it's great. But, it's a seven and ten team, but God, they are so much fun to They're watch. Fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Johan Mankata has been on a fucking tear. Yeah. Uh, he was one for three today. Just kicking butt. Uh, Tim Anderson. Yeah, he's leading the league in batting average. Yeah. You know, uh, two R- two RBIs, one run scored, so he hit a homer today. One plunk, one ejection. I mean, th- he was doing it all today. Doing it all today. <laughs> Timmy Anderson is so much fun to watch. This is what you want to These are the steps you want him to see out of these guys. All right, but, like, let's be real. Tim Anderson, he cannot sustain this. Let's be what, real. A, four, a 424 average? Yes. He cannot sustain that. He's going to come down to earth. He's going to go... Oh, for I don't 50. think I don't I don't think it's gonna come down to like a two fifty average. I well, think he's where do you stayed. think he's where do you think he ends up? I think he's gonna be between two eight and three. Two eighty and three hundred, huh? Yeah. I just I think I have, 
I think right, he's learned, so I I just, he's learned to block pitches. He can take the walk now. You've seen that really well. He, uh, he's, he's swinging the fucking zone. Like I mean, the, he's he, definitely – he's had 1,500 at-bats pretty much in the big leagues. A little over, right? Uh, not including this year. And I think that's a good barometer as to whether or not a hitter is good or not. I think he's just going through a little hot streak right now. Uh, you just, a little hot streak? Uh, all right. He's he's – it's two weeks, the guy, man. The, the guy's been, on fire, though. Yeah, he's been on fire. He's been on fire. Okay, I, he's he's had he's done well. But what I, I think this is going what, to be what still concerns team. me is his his walk to strikeout ratio, and it's bad. It's just it's still been, really better, really bad. But better. Better. It's better than it was. He, it, he's it's better than it was, but he takes he takes one one walk to twelve strikeouts right now. I mean, that's when you yeah, stop hitting I'll the ball. Start. When you stop hitting the ball, he's not going to be on base ever, and he's going to strike out a ton. And it's going to be same old Tim Anderson. He's going to start at some point in time. He's going to go into a slump, and he's going to revert back to his career norms. And the question is: Is will he be able to readjust out of that slump? Being a, a south side hater, alright? I'm not being a south side hater. You know why I'm not being a south side hater? Because I think there's one breakout on that side that's for real. And that's Yohan Moncada. I think Moncada is the real deal. I think he's absolutely comfortable at third base, loves playing over there. He is the Moncada everyone expected him to be after acquiring him. In the Chris Sale trade. I think this is the real breakout. I think Tim Anderson's a flash in the pan type deal. I think he's just having a really good start. But the Moncada breakout, this is the real deal. I think this is where the White Sox should be the most excited about. Because everyone's been waiting, including myself, for this kid to do what he's doing. He's unfortunately hasn't been like some of the Phenoms that we see coming up, the, the Cody Bellingers, the Acunas, uh, you know, you can't, it's too early to throw Tatis in there. Uh, but, you know, these guys have just come up and just light it up. And sometimes it takes guys, sometimes, look, he's 23 years old. He's 23 years old. He's scratching the surface. And that's what I think is scary. Because remember, this kid was regarded as the number one overall prospect. In all of Major League Baseball for two years in a row, he is supremely talented. And that's why I believe his breakout is real. I'm a little bit, obviously, pessimistic on Tim Anderson's. Oh, no, I don't think, do I think, do I think Tim, I'm saying this year, I think this is going to be Tim Anderson's best hitting year. Do I think sustainable for career? Fuck no. Okay, okay. All right, I'll give you that then. Okay. I think this is going to be Tim Anderson's best hitting year. Okay, uh, do I, I think can see that. 424, no. But do, can I see him batting 290 this year? Yeah, I could see him batting 290 this year. Do yeah. I, does he carry that over? No, he doesn't carry that over into the next season. Yeah, um, he's definitely going to regress at some point. In the, of course. In the I, I, think, I, th- I think, though, that, that we are going to see a different Tim Anderson, though, for the rest of his career here. Uh, I, 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 what we saw in the first two years, I don't think is the guy that we had. I think this is this is not what Tim Anderson is, but I think we're somewhere in between the first two years and what we're going to see throughout this year is somewhere where, where Tim Anderson really lies. But as far as Mikata, yeah, this guy's going to rake. And yeah. He's gonna, 
and he's going to rake, and he's going to rake. Yeah. And then Eloy actually freaking comes on. Yeah. That's going to be one. That's going to be one bad Mamma Jamma lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'm all in on the Mankata movement, uh, a thousand percent. And you know, I think from from what Eloy hasn't done, what he has done is good enough. I think that you have to temper expectations again. You know, he's 22 years old. He had a lot of drama in the offseason. Obviously, he talked about the extension weighing a lot on him. That's why he didn't really perform very well in spring training. They started talking about it all the way in, you know, the, the winter meetings of the last year. He's had, he's had two two weeks of facing real MLB competition. Not yeah. Spring two weeks of facing real MLB competition. So and he hasn't looked overmatched, I no. don't think. I think he's fires at first, but I think he's coming around to that. I think he's going like I I feel like midsummer is when we're going to see Eloy turn on. Oh yeah, those those home runs he hit uh, at Yankee Stadium, uh, those two massive. That's Eloy. Just whom boy, I mean that's the raw power that you see out of this young man that you're going to see for a long time out of this young man. I mean, you know. Well, he's batting 262 right now. That's not terrible. Hey, he might end up with 250 and 25 home runs, but at the end of the year, when you look at that and say, this is my 22-year-old rookie who's doing that and just getting a taste of the big leagues, yeah, it's a good spot to build on, I think. And yeah, the, the core of position Sox. players, they're going to have, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, and like you said, if, I don't know about the long-term outlook for this Tim Anderson, this Tim Anderson that we're seeing right now with an unsustainable, with an unsustainable OPS and, you know, batting average right now. But, you know, Yohan's, Yohan's breakout is definitely for real. No, I mean, if you look at this, this White Sox lineup, it's not bad outside of Daniel Daniel Pauka. (laughs) <laughs> and Yolmer Sanchez. <laughs> oh man, Daniel Falca. He had not recorded a hit until today. I felt bad for him. He was uh, trying to Chris Davis all up in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, no, Daniel Falca is garbage. Uh, and I'm tired of everyone. I'm tired I, of oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so. Somebody and it's like it's Daniel Polka. We're grasping onto you because you were good when we were bad. Oh my goodness, the Daniel Palka overhype train was so real. I mean, so real. And I'm no, glad people been, are realizing that he is just not a very good player. Well, it's because, like I said, it's because he was decent while his team was bad. Well, it's because he hit home runs. It's not that and he was he, decent. He is a one-trick pony. That makes him decent, okay? No, 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 no. In Moron's eyes, that makes him decent, Chris. He's a one-trick pony. I'm not saying he's good by any means. I'm not saying he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, okay, regardless of it. On a very bad team last year, he was decent. Regardless. Not saying on any other team he's decent. On a very bad team last year, he was decent. All right. Well, regardless of that, it it seems like it's shaping up to be a very, very fun summer of baseball here in Chicago, though. That's what it, it looks like, right? Yes, it does. And I'm All excited. right. And so I'm let's a- uh, let's wrap this up, Chris. Uh, All right. 
get it's well it looks like Mike Chen's kicking us out now after he wanted to stick around and talk baseball. Well, I know, I told you like five oh, minutes and we talked we, we went for like fifteen. We're running out of time, folks. Mike's got to go talk to Alexa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Alexa's mad at me. <laughs> she was yelling at me. I don't know what's going on. Her and I have a complicated relationship. But with that being said, <laughs> I'm Chris Dickens. And I'm Michael Chen. And this was the Editor's Podcast.